from Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California. Here's Reverend Daya Adams. Well, good morning. So good to be with you. Greetings to all of you at Unity Spiritual Center of the Valley. It's been a while since I've seen you, and you know I wish that I could be there with you in person and that we could be celebrating this Sunday together and enjoying fellowship. But I also know that when I am there with you, I'm also greeting those at home that are watching us uh, on live stream. And today I get to be with you all virtually. And frankly, I'm impressed that we've all gotten this together so well that we're able to get together virtually and still worship together. And wow, so much has happened since I saw you last. I, I can't even really remember when I was there. I would think it was at the beginning of this year. We had just come off of Christmas and celebrated the new year and I believe I was, uh, and actually I was here the beginning of uh, March, and I was talking about uh, peace, and I think I should still be talking about peace today, because we're finding it hard to be at peace with ourselves, even though we've faced uh, a lot of events since I saw you last. You know, I was uh, helping out before the pandemic came on, I was helping out at Unity Center of Davis, and during uh, several uh, weeks before uh, we began to shelter in place, they lost to several of their founding members to, uh, well, they made their transition. And I worked with them through that process and we, we, we did uh, what we needed to do to grieve and discern and celebrate their lives. And in that process, I've become their part-time minister. So, it's a joy to have my own ministry again, and also for being part-time means that I can still be, be with you occasionally as well. And I like doing that, so I, I'm looking forward to being back with you. But among other things that have uh, happened since I saw you last, and I mentioned it earlier, a worldwide pandemic has swooped in on us, and swoop in it did. And I guess that led us to be sheltering at home and still sheltering at home, some of us, for over two months and learning what it's like to perhaps live uh, in the same place with somebody for a long period of time again or live alone for a long period of time again, uh, what it's like to run in and out using Clorox disinfectant wipes and wearing gloves for a while. And I don't know about you, but uh, I've saved quite a bit on gasoline. Uh, not that that's a good thing because I haven't been out driving, but uh, I have put some money away that I would normally spend on gasoline. As a matter of fact, I have not put gasoline in my car since the last time I was in Davis, California, which was several months ago. And what else has changed? Well, we're all supposed to be wearing masks now and when, we, when we're uh, outside and with others. And so we're also asked to continue maintaining social distancing. Well, that's a big switch for us. And in the midst of that, in the midst of all that and, and all the changing guidelines that have come about and been offered in transition, some people are following the guidelines and some people are not. And so we're in the midst of being with that. And to say that the, the leadership of the United States has been united and helpful at all times during this uh, crisis 
is obviously not true to anybody that has eyes. So that's not something that we're used to in this country as well. We're used to looking for leadership. And frankly, I'm very thankful that in California, we have the leadership of Governor Newsom. And I, and I hold him in our thoughts and prayers as we continue to move through what's going on in, <coughs> excuse me, what's going on in both our state and our country today. And then, more recently, we started opening up again. And as we start opening up and coming out of our, from our sheltering, a black man is murdered in public by a law enforcement officer, pinning his neck to the ground with his knee. A black man is murdered in public on uh, someone's phone. It's, it's a videotape. It's made available to the public. A law enforcement officer is pinning a, a black man down to the ground by having his knee on his neck after responding to a forgery call. So we're, we've dealt with that. And we had been dealing with that. And we've been dealing with racism ever since I've been born. But now we're looking at uh, dealing at it from a different, I think it's reaching ahead. And so in the midst of everything that's going on in our country and in the world, we're looking at racism again and again and again. And with all that going on, when I asked Reverend Dahlia what she wanted me to speak about today, she said, please talk about grief. You talk about grief all over all over the place, you do grief workshops, you, you've got a radio show on grief, you treat, teach ministry at the end of life, and that's certainly about grief. And so many people are grieving one type of loss or another. Please talk about grief. And, and I know not only have you all at Vacaville been going through, in Vacaville at our church, have been going through the grief of losing some of your members, and that just adds to everything that's going on right now. So, yes, I think we should spend a little bit of time talking about grief today. And the first thing I want you to know is that if you are feeling grief, and most of us probably are, that it's okay. That it's the right thing for you to be feeling right now. Because grief, grief is the normal process by which we heal from a physical loss. And we've had physical losses. Uh, individually, probably one of these are other losses. One of the losses that I listed before about sheltering at home and wearing masks. One of them or something else is likely causing most of us griefs right now. If it's the sheltering at home, we're experiencing the loss of contact with family and friends. The loss of breaking bread together, of eating, uh, of having our meals with others and sharing conversation. We're, we, we, we're, we must be feeling the loss of the safety of going places to know how, uh, with certainty or uncertainty, what we're walking into. And, and agreed, we don't always know in certainty what we're walking into, but now it seems like we, we know with even less certainty what we're walking into. And not even that, we're, we're, we're going to be wearing uh, masks, and, and that's another thing. People are wearing masks when they're out in public and we're not seeing their faces and we're not seeing, we're feeling 
their feelings, we're not seeing their faces to see their feelings, then maybe we're learning how to feel their feelings a different way. Maybe we're learning to get more in touch with energy rather than reading somebody's eyes or reading somebody's mouth, but we're having to feel the total energy of that person. And so that's a change for us. And even though we've all probably saved money on that gasoline, at the same time, most of us lost our independence. I value being able to pick up and go where I wanted to go, and I had to pick and choose what I was doing. And frankly, I've seen the lights of Trader Joe's, and that's about the size of it. But I was out the other day and took a ride, and I was a bit dismayed to see that this all of a sudden the green hills of California have become the golden hills again. And I miss the transition. Now, not that I don't love the Golden Hills of California, and not that I don't love the Green Hills as well, but I have to tell you, I love the transition time too, because it marks a transition in our California lifestyle. It marks a, uh, uh, it marks a change in our weather. It just marks a change. And so I miss that change. So now we're into the Golden Hills. Well, you know, I do have a radio show, and, and we've talked a lot about grief on that radio show, and my co-host Bill Engelhart and I have looked at the, the grief of, of sheltering at home, the grief of loss at the end of life, the grief of unemployment, and our show on Tuesday was about the grief of unemployment. And we it's a call-in show, and we had a woman call in that actually attends Unity Church in Pasadena, California. And Margaret is both an actor and a teacher. And, and she's not really sure that she was happy with the teaching profession, and she thought that she would be happy with the acting profession. So she was uh, trying to get some work as an actor while teaching and taking classes. And when the shelter at home hit, when the pandemic hit, well, she was basically furloughed from the acting work and from the teaching work she was doing and really didn't know when she would be called back from both of them. And at the same time, in her mind, she wasn't sure which one she really wanted to do, if she really wanted to do either of them. And she began to settle into feeling grief. She felt the loss of both those, and she felt the the loss of not having to make the decision right now? Or, or really, had she lost that, not having to make the decision right now? But, you know, being a Unity student, being a student of truth, thank goodness she'd been practicing. And she took a minute to allow some of her Unity teachings to enter her mind. And she was focusing on the fact that she knows that God is her source. God is her source in every need and that she has all that she needs, and that if she needs something else, if she desires something else, that God is her source. And she also knows that that fifth principle is about taking action, and that once she could settle down and pray and meditate, she could focus on taking action. And as she was getting some clarity in her mind and, and moving through her grief feelings, her roommate came in and said that she had heard that they were hiring for uh, shopping cart uh, fillers for delivery at Ralph's. And she would, she would be a shopper at Ralph's. Well, that's a different kind of a job for a teacher and an actor to have. Uh, 
she immediately began to feel grief again because, oh, here was an opportunity to make money and it was probably going to, to would probably pan out if she just showed up for this interview. And she was going to have to take a job that was, well, below her station, below her educational level, below what she had worked and was trained in to do. And then she remembered, God is my source and we can co-create together. And so here I am having an opportunity to have income coming in because she wasn't having income coming in and she knew she was going to need it. She was okay for a short period of time. And she went to Ralph's. She applied for the job and she got the job. So she's been working at Rouse for the last two months and she's had a chance to dive into the grief, dive into herself a little more deeply, allow herself to feel the grief, allow herself to come in touch with what's going on in her life. And in the midst of this, she's applied and begun training for a master's degree at a higher level in education and is also getting her credentialing certificate and is looking into some online acting classes. So having this time to do something else, to really get in and, and take action during this time, but also to spend time looking inward and exploring what she lost or what she felt she lost and what might be the brighter end, what might be a way to come out of that grief, what might be the meaning of that grief. In the midst of grief, we can find ourselves, no matter what kind of grief, first in shock and denial, in shock and denial that we don't have a job, in shock and denial that a family member's been taken from an assisted living facility to out the hospital, with, which is shut down for COVID, and we might not see them again, and, or we don't see them again, and they pass away. And we don't get to grieve in our own way that we're used to grieving in together and with other family. And we might feel the, the portion of grief that comes out in the emotion anger. And it's a good thing to feel anger. And we're seeing that in our pro peaceful protesters. We're not seeing that in those that are rioting and looting. That's not being anger. That's taking advantage of a situation. But those that are protesting and peaceful protesting and those that are feeling anger about their losses are in the proper, proper place. And it's good to feel that anger. But the process it and move through it and oh yes we've bargained we've said well if i wear a face mask for a month then make it okay for me to go outside and not get the covid virus and and if i do that then i can do this and certainly a lot of us have felt that depression and i want to say that depression is healthy it's okay to feel it but during this time it's not good to stay there Find some tools to move you through the depression, to move you towards some kind of acceptance. And, you know, the, the stages that I've been quoting are the five stages of death and dying, the five stages of grief and grieving by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And in the five stages of on grief and grieving, that book was written by she and David Kessler as he sat at her bedside in a hospice. And Kessler's now published a book that says that there's a sixth stage, and that's finding meaning. And what I want to call on you today to do is to try to find some meaning in the midst of this 
grief, in the midst of what we've lost, in the midst of everything that's going on in this world. And try to look at the gifts of grief. Now, let me be clear. Don't think I'm sitting here telling you that I think for one moment that the grief is a gift. I think it's an awful part of the human experience, one that I believe points to the reality that this is not how life was originally meant to be lived. But I do believe that even in the midst of the worst circumstances, beauty can rise out of the ashes of our pain. I've seen it happen in my own life. When I look back over the years and think about my own losses, the loss of my mother, the loss of my father, laid off from a job that I really like, dealing with the loss of four cats and four dogs and one turtle, and the loss of hundreds of friends during the AIDS crisis. In the midst of all these things, grief brought the, the things that, in the midst of all these things that grief brought, I would just as well wish away. Here are a few gifts that arise out of my own grief. And really, they truly are gifts that have come out of my own grief. And the first is the gift of empathy. Empathy, as you know, is the ability to both understand and feel what, is another, what another is feeling. It's not an, oh, how sad and move on type of a response. It's an, I see you. I've been there. I may not know your loss, but I know loss. And I feel deeply for you. Empathy grows out of a capacity to engage in the hard and painful stories around us. And walking through grief opened my eyes to the pain of others. It enables me to sit in stories I could never sit in before. What a gift it is to sit with those in the midst of a deep loss. So I treasure that gift of empathy. As I treasure the gift of love. Oh, how our hearts expand in exponential ways when we experience a loss that plunges us into grief. When we've loved the person we've lost, the job we've lost, seeing the loved one in a facility that we can't visit due to restriction. And then to take our love, our love that we're feeling we've lost, and to give that love to someone other than the loss that, is that has produced the grief is a difficult task for us. We're willing to allow the love that has awakened in our souls to pour forth into those around us, it may multiply in unexpected ways. So giving love away and receiving love in times of grief is essential to healing grief. It's essential to healing your own grief. And that gift of love is something we can gain from our grief and we can give it away. And the last thing that I've found that's a gift is the gift of comfort. Friends, family, and others have similar grief experiences and sat with me in the midst of my grief, whether physically or virtually, and they've brought me both comfort and hope. Hope that if they are surviving this, perhaps I will too. This is such an astounding gift that has come out of grief. I've had the honor of offering that grief 
that I've been given to those that are walking through similar losses. So grief is an invitation to explore and embrace our spiritual dimension. This grief is a gift. You can accept it or you can look the other way, but the invitation stays open and you will be reminded of it again and again until you finally open that box. So as you go through this coming week and continue going forth in this human experience, look for the gifts in grief, honor them, accept them, and then give them away. Thank you. It's been a joy being here with you today. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. Our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. You can support our podcast by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org.